Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's Sound Judgment. My name's Sam Tonning, and... I'm Harris Anderson. We're here to have another song battle for you, a couple of songs up against each other. Our guest today is uh, Jane Stanton, comedian, entertainer, actor. Jane, how are you? I'm great. Good. Jane has an album uh, available called Date Night. Go check it out. It's hilarious. You won't be disappointed. It's very funny. Um... For those who haven't listened to the show before, and Jane, here's Mm -hmm. the format. Harris and I have been randomly assigned a song, and we have to debate which song is better. We have an opportunity to argue our our introduction, our reasons, and we cross-examine each other. Then you, Jane, have an opportunity to ask us questions about our arguments, and then you render final judgment. Your decision is binding, so you can forever say this is a better song than that. Okay. Let's get into the songs. Harris, what do you have today? Today, I am arguing for the ACDC song, Sin City. And I'm arguing for the Bruce Springsteen track, Waiting on a Sunny Day. We're going to listen to them right now. All right, those are the songs. Jane, how are you? I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, here we go. This is when we Woo! argue. Yeah. Who's, who do you want to uh, uh, go first? Uh, um... Want to do some general info about the songs first? Well, yeah. Yeah, let's do okay. that, Harris. Okay. Uh, well, you want to go first, Sam? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sin City by ACDC, the fifth track off the 1978 album Powerage, written by Angus Young, Malcolm Young, and Bon Scott. It's been covered by Twisted Sister and The Offspring. A song about the perils and pleasures of Las Vegas. Uh, there's a great video on YouTube of the band performing the track live on Midnight Special. And uh, it's been played frequently on tour since the track's release. This is a quick side note. If you like ACDC and you haven't heard of the album Powerage, or if you just like rock and roll in general, go get it. It's one of the great You're right. Yeah, albums. it's really popular amongst hardcore Bon Scott fans. Uh, I, just, I think it's, some people consider it the, the best Bon Scott record. Yeah. Oh, that's that's what you got on that's, it. That's that's some general info for people who don't know the track. I love how aggressive he is. Uh, Waiting on a sunny day was uh, the third single to come off of Bruce Springsteen's uh, 2002 album, The Rising, which is his reaction to 9/11. You know, he uh, lives in the area. He was deeply affected by the tragedy of September 11th, 2001, like we all were. Uh, this album won a Grammy for Best Rock Album 2003, Double Platinum, number one around the world. And this song is a staple in Bruce Springsteen's live act. Played every time he goes on the show, and fans look forward to it. I look forward to it. I looked forward to it when I saw Bruce uh, many years ago. Uh, but yes, a, a real tune, a real impactful tune, which I'll get to later. All right, Jane, who would you like to make the case first? Um, sorry. Jane is in distress already. I'm laughing. <laughs> it's a good thing. It, it was like, when you were saying that, it's as if it was uh, Princess Purple Rain when people yell it out of like, play that song. And yeah, like, no. yeah, or Free Bird. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I'd really like Sam to go first. Are you fucking serious? Okay. <laughs> well, we already talked about the song, Big Seller. Double platinum, Grammy, number one, all over the world, this album. Compare that to ACDC's uh, million seller, yes, uh, but it's one of their lowest charting albums of all time. Not really popular with the hardcore, mutt-laying, supporting ACDC fans, you know, back in black era. Uh, that's probably because Bon Scott's in this one. Uh, what, what to say about Bruce Springsteen that can't be said through a legacy of heartwarming, uh, uplifting, poignant songs, of which Waiting on a Sunny Day fits in perfectly. But let's go through it here, you know? What's this song about? 
looking forward to the world becoming a better place, pulling out of emotional hell and into one where you can thrive. What's uh, Sin City about? I really have no idea. What's Sin City about? Is that about driving into Las Vegas to gamble? I guess Harris will tell us in a moment. I want to go through some lyrics here. Sin City's uh, lyrics. uh, Diamonds and dust, poor man last, rich man first, Lamborghinis, caviar, dry martini, Shangri-La. If this isn't a story of American excess and cultural domination, I don't know what is. I've got a burning feeling deep inside of me. It's yearning, but I'm gonna set it free. You're supposed to get angry when you hear this. I'm going in to Sin City. I'm gonna win in Sin City. This is the songwriter, Bon Scott, telling us we have to do something about this. Can you imagine this American excess getting angry about it? And finally, we have to do something, right? And then you have ladders and snakes. Uh, ladders give and snakes take. Rich man, poor man, beggar man, thief, ain't got a hope in hell. That's my belief. Fingers, Freddie Diamond, Jim, they're getting ready. Look out. I'm coming in. Ladders. That's going to heaven. You're not going to hell. That's right. And you're coming in. My goodness. This leads us to our next. Oh, God. So spin that wheel, cut that pack, roll those loaded dice, bring on the dancing girls. Dancing girls. Are there 72 of them? Are they virgins? Who knows? You read the lyrics for this song, and it's nothing but a call to arms. Did Bon Scott intent? It was his intent in writing this song to be used as a rallying cry for terrorist acts coming up afterwards? I think so, but you know what? We can't really say yes or no, because he's dead. Did Osama Bin Laden use this song to influence those who flew into the Twin Towers? Again, we can't tell, because not only are those people dead, but so is Osama Bin Laden, allegedly. It's impossible not to read these lyrics and come to a conclusion other than this is setting up and and really promoting acts of hatred against the United States. And you know what? Bruce Springsteen had something to say about that when he came out with Wait Not a Sunny Day. (sighs) What a beautiful song, you know? Also, it's an emotional song. You heard the lyrics, Jane. You were laughing throughout them. But if you really pay attention to them, you'll realize that if you're in a down moment and you want to come through it, this is a song to lift you up. If you're going through a rough breakup, dark period in your life, you want to listen to Waiting on a Sunny Day. If you're trying to recover uh, from the clap, listen to Sin City. You know, am I trying to say that ACDC is responsible for 9-11? No. Am I saying it laid the groundwork for a 9-11 style attack? Well, I can't say With that in mind, I would argue that Sin City is a culturally more important song. Yes. Than Waiting on a Sunny Day. Much like the Holocaust was more important than the Nuremberg Trials. Or that 9-11 was more important than any activity afterwards. Am I saying it's better? No. And I'd argue that if you say that Sin City is a better song than Waiting on a Sunny Day, effectively you're saying that 9-11 was a good thing. The death of thousands of innocent Americans is a positive thing. And I can't stand for that. So, Waiting on a Sunny Day is a better song than Sin City. That's even before getting into the music. ACDC? This song sucks. Bass player plays the same song for 80% of it. The guitar solo sounds like it was crafted by a 17-year-old who just learned to play. 
Now, compare that to the E Street Band and Waiting on a Sunny Day. Max Weinberg, one of the most solid drummers in the history of rock and roll. Ugh, Clarence, that sax? My goodness. You would never hear a violin on an ACDC song. That's all I gotta say. Vote for Waiting on a Sunny Day. All right, well, thanks for sharing your browsing history, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) That was an interesting glimpse into insanity. Um, yeah, well, you, you obviously got the intent of the song completely uh, incorrect, but I'll get onto that later. I love ACDC. When I was a teenager, my best friend introduced me to this band. The singer sounded like a demon with a day pass on earth. They didn't play guitar like other bands. They chopped at open chords like demented lumberjacks, perfectly in time. None of them were over four feet tall. I was mesmerized. And I'm not the only one. ACDC are like the Beatles. Everyone likes at least one of their songs. And their appeal is completely evident in Sin City. Put simply, this song rocks. It is meat and potatoes, thumping, thumping hard rock. And it can't be beat. Is waiting on a sunny day supposed to rock at all? Sorry, Bruce. You brought a knife to a gunfight with midget Australians. Bruce needs every member of a 12-person band to make sunny day work. ACDC... <laughs> creates an unholy ruckus with just five. This is total economy in musicianship and recording. Nothing is superfluous. I can't hear any overdubs. The band is tight and on form. No disrespect to the boss, but his band on this track sounds like they're going through the motions. Now, ACDC are not renowned for their deep, thoughtful lyrics. Are the lyrics in this song moving and pensive? No. Do they kick ass? Yes. Diamonds and dust. Poor man last, rich man first. What an opening line. With his lyrics, Bon Scott paints a lurid picture of a city's dark underbelly. Again, no disrespect to Bruce, but his lyrics sound like someone recovering from a head injury. (laughs) I'm waiting, waiting on a sunny day. Gonna chase the clouds away. Sorry, is this a rock legend or Winnie the Pooh? In closing... Bruce Springsteen's place in musical history is secure, but he cannot withstand an onslaught from the baddest band to ever play. At least he can take solace in that he is not the only one. Vote for Sin City, Jane. Word. Now we get the opportunity to ask each other questions. Who should ask first, Jan? Nice nails, by the way. Oh, they're horrible, but thank you. Uh, Harris, go. Okay. Okay. Uh, oh, I really have only have one point, and yeah. this is my, the main thing that kind of sticks in my craw with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, in your I, what? In my craw. Okay. My craw. <laughs> it's located in the esophageal <laughs> passage. This is a quote from Bruce Springsteen. This is taken from Bruce Springsteen on Broadway, his Broadway show. Ah, you can yes, check it out on Netflix. This is a direct quote from him. Uh, I've never held an honest job in my entire life. I've never done any hard labor. Uh-huh. I've never worked nine to five. I've never seen the inside of a factory, yet it's all I've ever written about. Standing before you is a man who has become wildly and absurdly successful writing about something of which he has had absolutely no personal experience. I made it all up. Kind of an odd sentiment from a man who positions himself as a a, a voice for the common middle class or or lower class American, Hmm. wouldn't you say? If he's willing to admit that, this has been my question to you, how can we know Bruce Springsteen feels uh how can we know that bruce springsteen feels the way he does about anything Mm -hmm. with an admission like that well i think this is actually quite simple to to answer harris you look at how do people react to it 
and millions and millions and millions of people all over the world have a genuine reaction to what Bruce Springsteen is saying, whether it be his lived experience or not, but they feel it, and they react to it positively. That is enough for me. He's lived it or not? I don't give a shit. Does he resonate with people? Yes. Done. So the, so the content doesn't matter so much to you at all? No, I'm separating art from artist. Okay. I think that's okay. Oh, you think it's okay? Always. Oh, really? That's, that's I mean, not in, that's not in, yeah. Based that's on not in keeping our... <laughs> with our previous debates on this show. <laughs> that's okay, though. That's, that's the only point I had. I think it speaks for itself. Okay, very good. Well... Harris, you used the word midget. Yes. Is that appropriate in 2020? Probably not. But there's there's three people listening to this. (laughs) Let's be real. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think kicking ass is better than emotionally connecting with people? Depends on the mood you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, Not always. I think if a song has a a lot of emotional resonance and it can trump any kind of just uh, noise or cacophony. In this case... Like, like I said, no disrespect to Bruce Springsteen. He's obviously accomplished a lot. Yeah. I just don't think it's his best track. Compared to something like Atlantic City, yeah. where you have a vivid feeling, for me, I don't feel anything when I listen, when I listen to this. That's okay. That's because you are uh, pro 9-11. Um, your question for me asked us effectively, can you judge someone if they haven't lived the experience in which they're commenting, Right. Well, this, this is a bit, it, it's a yes or no question. Say it again, then. Uh, can is Bruce Springsteen? You asked me. Bruce Springsteen has never been working class or working poor, but he's commenting on that experience. Is that okay or not? Well, he's been working class. He comes from a working class background. He's, yeah, he comes from a blue collar background. Yeah. So but he, he can't comment on that experience. He can comment on it, but what's the validity of it? It's like me uh, talking about growing up in a third world country, being like, boy, that was sure tough. I think that's a bit of a stretch, to be honest. But (laughs) do you think it's more like... No, no. Do you think it's more like uh, writing a joke about your observation on the world, even if you haven't experienced what you're talking about? For example, uh, talking about being influenced by someone who shoots themselves in front of you as a child and going to school. No one, you're referencing my stand-up act. No one knows. No one me needed from to Adam. know that. I was giving an example. Yeah, but it's just it's just, it's not about me. It's so song are you? Versus song. No, 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 no. We could sorry, we sorry. could do act versus act, but we're not you will doing, not come out of it. Oh, I'm well. coming out horribly. Exactly because I make up everything, and I don't think it matters. And I'm asking you: Is you're judging Bruce Springsteen for not for talking about something he didn't live, and yet you talk about something you don't live? Does that make your art invalid? I'm not positing myself from a position of sincerity like he is. I have no more questions. Can I just say something on this? Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, what's killing me is what you're saying about that, though, with the Bruce Springsteen, is because that's all actors do, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, you're playing a heroin addict. You don't have to be a heroin addict. A pretty woman is Julia Roberts double getting, like, double dicks. Like, oh! Okay, Jane, Jane, this is your sorry. Peer, sorry, your, your moment to ask us questions. No, you're right. I'm ask sorry. us away, comment okay, on go. it. Uh, no, this is you. You're okay. up. Okay. Questions, questions. Okay, I'm just going to start. Please. I, he's just going to be like, I'm getting dumped on. <laughs> um, that was my hair. That, that's, that was our first name for the podcast. Um, okay, the l- long intro of this fucking Sin City. Jesus Christ. Um, and not like a fun, uh, no, like great, like. 
I'll do Hell's Bells just because, like, the very first time I heard it, I was like, what? And yeah. then I ran around. It just is in my head. I've never heard this song, probably for a reason. Um, build up to nowhere. Um, garlic so- guitar solo, check. Uh, who cares? Um, <laughs> and the drum tap in the song. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then disappeared. There was like a little bit of a drum tap. Oh, know, I, I like, dig this. At like two minutes in to be like, guys, we got the drum tap too. Um, it was, I'm going to quote my mom, hodgepodge. Of, <laughs> um, it felt like 12 minutes of horrible sex. <laughs> I got to step in here, Jane. Do you have any questions? Oh, shit. That was just statements. <laughs> Why do you love this song so much? <laughs> I just love it. I just love it. I love ACDC. I love, I just love their style. I just like it. I, like, I can't really you, explain why. What do you do when you listen to the song? Like, do you oh. dance? What do you do? <laughs> what I do? Uh, well, I actually I have this album on my phone, and, and I listen to it at least once a month. I just once it's a good. Month? That's not that much. Well, it's been oh, out me. for forty I don't listen years. To a lot of music when oh. I'm walking around day to day. Really? Yeah, it just doesn't. You know, it's autism. <sighs> um, <laughs> okay. No, I just I find it's good walking music. ACDC keeps me motivated. Like it's it's I like it's good workout music. It gets the blood going. Okay. You know? Like, I don't... Yeah. I, I just... It, it excites me. I like... Oh. That's why I, I like ACDC. Okay. Not that way, Jane. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't jump to the conclusions. Um, you. Yes. <laughs> what does this song mean to you, though? You didn't really say that. What does it mean to yeah, me? This is a song so that... I've got over breakups listening to this song because it gives me hope for the future. Really? That's the intent of the okay. song. Waiting on a sunny day that we are in a period of overcast, but it's going to be okay. Okay. I mean, what is 9-11 but a really bad breakup? That we'll keep that one in. Not a great joke. So what does it mean to me? <laughs> it means hope for the future. Uh, okay. Do you ever... Do you repeat songs? Are you that type of person? Yes, hundred like, percent. Listen, listen, oh, listen, absolutely. Like, repeat that, like people think maybe you're. Yeah, my to. top fifty Spotify songs of twenty nineteen was thirty two songs. Yeah, I do it a lot. I don't even know. That's if it was very that funny. Many. That was great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Do you do that? Do I do what? Listen to songs repeatedly or no? People I used to when I was don't. when I was younger. I I used to do it on repeat, I, and I don't do it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I do. Yeah, that means I'm a child. I'm on like. This is probably my 50th time listening to uh, Remy Shan's The Way I Feel in February 2020. Well, when we talk about repeat, do you mean do you mean like listening to a song and then hitting like the back button and playing it all over again? Or just like... Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess once in a while, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, I just... As opposed, I, but if you're talking about revisiting albums, and yeah, I do it constantly. I, I'm always okay. revisiting stuff that I enjoyed. I was listening to an album I've... Uh, a Tom Waits album I've been listening to for probably the last... 10 years or so last night. <laughs> don't know if That's I asked good. about Tom Waits, but continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> the facial expressions are great. If you ever got married, would you have this as a song Ooh. at your wedding? Not to dance to, but to afterwards because wow. it's one of your favorite songs. Good Lord, no. <laughs> well, It is not weird. appropriate. But I wouldn't want to play Waiting on a Sunny Day because... No, you'd play that at your divorce. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
Same question. Go. Uh, no, it wouldn't be a wedding song for sure. No, I don't mean like that you dance with the person uh, you're with. I mean like it's in the playlist because you like this song. I think it's a little too. Uh, you listen to this song in a period of mourning, unless prop like cry. Yeah, well, if, when you are not in a good spot, and okay. you don't want that playing on a wedding playlist. Okay. You know that would be like playing "I Can't Make You Love Me" by Bonnie Raitt. Just a little. Sure. Too on the nose. Well, that didn't help me whatsoever. <laughs> you two are a hard no. Hard no. No. Um, what are the other questions? How old were you when you got this song? Do you know? Yeah, I was 17. I got it right when it came out, okay. this album. They, like, it meant something to you. Oh, f- absolutely. I, you know, I was 16 when 9-11 happened. I remember uh, just the world was different before and after. Yeah, I know. Harris definitely empathizes with the terrorist experience. What is going on? I just It's like a... One, I don't wow, know. I'm being earnest and genuine, and it fucking throws you off. I understand. It does. Yeah. Do you remember when this song... like? I can't remember the exact time. I was introduced to ACDC when I was about 16 or so, and I can't remember when I heard this exact song, mm-hmm. but my friend uh, got me a copy of Power Ridge, and then I just kind of grew on me over the years. Who's your friend? Nick Perry. Okay. Yeah, you've known him for like 20 years. Yeah, he got yeah. me into it. That's great. Cool. My aunt gave me this album. Really? Yeah, she's the biggest Bruce Springsteen fan I've ever met. She's seen him like triple digit times. You've seen him live? Yeah. Have you seen? I have seen ACDC. Yeah? Yes. I saw them at the Tacoma Dome. <laughs> was it your favorite concert? Hmm. It was pretty good. Um, it's hard to... Re- it was it was good it was really good. Why not favorite? I don't know. I really don't Sloan was pretty good. Sloan I saw Sloan recently <laughs> yeah. with Sam and uh that was pretty it was yeah. pretty good. I mean, but it, it's pretty legendary. <laughs> it was the loudest thing I've ever experienced in my life. I wore earplugs and then I You're such an old man. No, but no 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 Jane. No. Uh, no, I was 22. I was, 17. I was 22. I took him out because I was like, this is lame. I'm wearing earplugs in an ACDC concert. I took him out. It was like standing under the jet engine. And people were walking under the Tacoma Dome, literally clutching their ears and moaning. It was, <laughs> I'm not making that up. Huh. Clutching their ears and moaning like they were deafened. I, I, it was the loudest thing I'd ever experienced in my life. All right, Jane, I think we got to wrap it up. Okay, yeah. fine. Oh, fuck. That was funny. Thanks. Um,. We actually usually have about 30 seconds to give our, our final statements. Oh, final. Before you oh, make your decision. Yeah. Well, we haven't been... Okay. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, I'm going to keep this very simple. Uh, Waiting on a Sunny Day is a song about growth, about emotional maturity, and about recovering from a traumatic event. Sin City is advocating for terrorist acts. If you're an ACDC fan, a Sin City fan, and you think this song should win... This is the better song. Well, you may as well go up, blow up a bus station. That's all I got. <laughs> this, is, this has been fun because we get to like have fun with Jane and everything, but also destroy our chances of working in the U.S. No, not me. <laughs> Jane, this is a good, fun, down and dirty rock and roll song. It's got clever, fun lyrics. It's got a beat that kind of makes you want to move your feet. One of the great rock singers. Mm-hmm. Nasty guitars. I just love it. To me, it reminds me of being a teenager and thrashing away at an electric guitar. Which would you rather listen to if you had to 
get up and start your day and you needed to get the blood going, you'd listen to Sin City or ACDC. That's all I got to say. Well, that was very blanket, but thank you. <laughs> ACDC or one song. Greatest rock band um, ever. Well, if you get <laughs> if you have one ACDC song, you kind of get a template. I didn't ask, can I ask one question yeah. quickly? Okay. Have either of you gotten with someone with either of these songs? I prefer to stick to gotten with someone? like Toto uh, 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 or Mark Jordan. Or, uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> no. No? No. No. Oh. I've gotten with myself, but... Okay. Uh, I wish you didn't say that. <laughs> I'm joking. That would be the worst thing to trick off to. It really would. Yeah. Sin City you makes more crying. sense. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't well, I don't finish. need music for <laughs> that. Um, What's the a better song, Jen? I'm going to say, because I think he might kill himself, ACDC, just to make you feel better. <laughs> Pity for the win. Again. I love it. Uh, again? What do you mean, again? Well, you are, you've been winning a lot. Well, yes. <laughs> but that's it's comeuppance for how mean you were to me. In Good the match. Episodes. Good match. No, I think I it's going to take another level to get over how mean I was at this one by calling yeah, you a terrorist you sympathizer. Much, yeah, you said I was I supported 9-11. That's going to take a while to... Well, your reactions when I brought it up were pretty telling more than anything else. What, deleting my browsing history? No, just like, ugh. God, he's talking about this again. But yeah, again. You did that. <laughs> it's just, not, sorry, it's a natural around him. Jane, thank you very much for being Jane, on the program. Guys. Check out Jane's album, Date Night. Thank you. Do it. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you.